We go over the latest economic data. The 737 MAX is on its way back to China. We go over the biggest analyst calls of the day. Virgin Galactic with a big announcement, sending the stock to the downside. Gap jumps after getting in on NFTs. And we see Ford topping a $100 billion market cap for the first time ever. This is the Running With The Money briefing. Let's get into it. up and how's it going and welcome to another episode of the running with the money briefing powered by pounding the table either way my oh my not a phenomenal day in the market to take a look at what the indexes did and we have the dow jones down 176 nasdaq down 381 ouch and the s&p 500 down 67 now taking a look Sector by sector, group by group, what do we see? We consume, we see consumer defensive and utilities outperforming, but industrials, financials, real estate, energy, basic materials, healthcare, communication services, consumer cyclicals, and the worst performing sector, technology, all down. I mean, my oh my. In fact, you take a look and technology was down 2.71% today. So definitely not great stuff on that front. Now, of course, shifting into the latest economic data, we did get the producer price index reading this morning and some more jobs data. So going over that, we're going to first start with the producer price index. Now, this measures prices received by producers of goods, services, and even construction. Now, this was up 0.2% for the month, which is just about half of that 0.4% expectation or estimate that was coming out of the Dow Jones. Now, if we go to the core producer price index, which just excludes food, energy, trade, um, that kind of thing, we go into that and that came in at a 0.4% increase for the month. Now, you take a look at that level and you compare it to what we saw um, over the two previous time periods and also the estimate. So the estimate was 0.5%. So that actually came in a bit lighter than expected. You take a look at these demand prices for food and energy, and those actually both fell um, throughout the month. Uh, so food prices or demand prices declining 0.6% and energy 3.3% to the downside declining. We also take a look here um, and you take a look at the trailing 12-month basis or the 12-month basis uh, for the producer price index. And we see that the index was actually up 9.7% year over year. Now, swinging back to those two previous months, the two previous months or the two previous readings we have gotten on the producer price index in November, we showed a gain of 1%. And now in October or then back in October, we saw a 0.6% increase. So now um, we are getting a 0.2% increase on the headline number. So it's very interesting stuff there because really this monthly gain out of the latest report was significantly uh, lower than the gains we saw in November in October. So some very interesting data being shown in the producer price index. Now, shifting in it to jobless claims, and this is really what I want to touch on here. So we take a look at the labor market, and in another report this morning, we did get initial jobless claims for the week ended January 8th, and that totaled 230,000. Now, if you go through this, that is above the 200,000 estimate that we did have, and also, it's a significant increase over the previous week's 207,000 jobless claim report. So that was very interesting there. Now, shifting into continuing claims, 
that actually runs a week behind the headline number, so that is something to note, but it did fall 194000 to $1.56 million, and that's the lowest level we have seen on continuing claims since June 2nd of 1973. So the labor market isn't doing all too bad whatsoever. Meanwhile, we're seeing um, prices rise a bit continually, um, and also yesterday, once again, we got that hot inflation data. So some very interesting economic data coming out throughout the course of this week. Now, we also got news when it comes to Boeing, and I have to throw this in there because this was one of the biggest headlines of the day, and it is to a specific name, but it's definitely something to pay attention to. So, Chinese aviation regulators today did instruct airlines uh, to make the changes that they need to in order to fly Boeing's 737 MAX planes once again, according to CNBC. Now, this indicates that China will likely or very well could lift the two and a half year grounding of the 737 MAX. And this is, of course, very, very positive news for Boeing. And this has been expected. We've actually talked about it many times here on the show that once we get this, it'll likely be a a positive catalyst for Boeing. And we're now getting it in stock was up on this news. Now you take a look at history and you take a look how this really all came to be. And of course we had those two very tragic Boeing 737 MAX crashes. And basically the 737 MAX um, was grounded in March of 2019 or in 2019 has continued to be grounded in China up until it seems very soon or even now. So that is something to note there. And we did get commentary out of the Civil Aviation Administration of China. And they went on to say, quote, after conducting sufficient assessment, CAAC considers the corrective actions are adequate to address this unsafe condition. So pretty much there, they are approving the 737 MAX. They're saying, look, this is now safe to fly again. They fixed it. And then we also got a statement out of Boeing on this news. Obviously, it's big news. The company released a statement. They go on to say, quote, the CAA, the CAAC's decision is an important milestone towards safely returning the 737 MAX to service in China. Boeing continues to work with regulators and customers to return the airplane to service worldwide. So some big news for Boeing today, that stock moving to the upside, breaking actually a key nearer term resistance level right around 218 seeing a breakout to the upside. So that is something to note there. Some good news for Boeing. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, I want to dig into this call um, out of Mizuo, naming Tesla and Rivian top picks for 2022. Now, shifting into this call and the commentary on it, they go on to say, quote, 2022 is a big year for EVs and Rivian as the company begins to significantly ramp its R1T, R1S, and EDVs for Amazon. We see Tesla continuing to be the leader in the EV market with improving battery technology, a strong ADAS forward slash AD, which is an advanced driver assistance system roadmap and an emerging player in energy storage. So in essence, what Mizuo is saying here is that, look, we believe Rivian is going to make a lot of progress this year and therefore the stock could see positive upside, but they're also saying we believe Tesla is going to continue to be the leader given their continual advancement in the driver assistance systems, giving their improving battery technology, and also given that Tesla is pushing more and more into the energy storage space. So that is something to note there. Now, shifting into our next call out of Credit Suisse, reiterating Netflix as outperform. Now, what do they have to say about Netflix? They go on to say, quote, we see four clear dynamics for Netflix shares going into the fourth quarter of 2021. 
Investor interest is as low as we have seen it in the past eight years. Sediment regarding the fourth quarter, 2021, 2022 first quarter net ads has faded with some negative previews with fourth quarter's record content slate. Results are a watershed moment for the Netflix thesis. So, in essence, what we are getting here is Credit Suisse saying, look, people are overlooking quite a darn bit when it comes to Netflix. And we believe the sediment's too negative. We believe the stock's gone too far to the downside. And we believe it's a solid time to pick the stock up. Now, we also had JP Morgan upgrading Halliburton to overweight from neutral. They go on to say, quote, we upgrade Halliburton to overweight from neutral and downgrade BKR to neutral from overweight as we see more earnings upside and a more attractive relative valuation under our normalized framework. So they like the valuation perspective when it comes to a Halliburton. They very much like where it is trading and think it can move higher. Now shifting into Cohen, downgrading Snap to market perform from outperform. Cohen goes on to say, quote, we are downgrading Snap to market perform given one near-term concern around lingering iOS 14.5 changes impacting Snap's measurement, targeting, and attribution for direct response ad units. And two, difficult first half 2022 comps peaking in the second quarter of 2022. So in essence, what Cohen is saying here is, look, we believe that iOS 14.5 security changes and privacy changes could have issues um, when it comes to Snap and how they can target uh, for advertising, obviously. And then also, we believe that the uh, comparison here uh, for the first half of 2022 when it comes to earnings is going to be very difficult for the company. Now, we also had Deutsche Bank uh, naming Ford, Tesla, and General Motors as top picks for 2022. The firm goes on to say, quote, we also continue to favor names most likely to see success from accelerating vehicle electrification, such as GM, who offers large autos 2.0 optionality, as well as Tesla, for which 2022 should be important. With the ramp up of two new factories, potential near doubling of volumes, full self-driving deployment, and initial production of its own battery cells and Cybertruck. The 2022 setup and catalyst for Ford remain positive as well, but we see better midterm upside potential in General Motors. So it seems that Deutsche Bank is liking the autos, especially these ones related to EVs, Ford, Tesla, and General Motors, all being named top picks by Deutsche Bank. Now, shifting into our final few calls here, we have Troost initiating coverage of Target as a buy. The firm goes on to say, quote, Target has made substantial improvements to its stores, merchandise, quality, and omnichannel capabilities over the last several years, which we think enabled them to capitalize on the pandemic-related surge in demand. In our view, the company will continue to be a primary share gainer, and this momentum will result in higher than historical growth rates on the go-forward basis. Troost initiating coverage of Target as buy. Now, we have three more calls to get through. We have Bank of America naming Apple a top pick for 2022. Bank of America goes on to say, quote, we see multiple tailwinds on both the hardware AR, VR-led iPhone upgrade cycle, new revenue stream for new products, potentially improved March quarter seasonality given iPhone SE launch and services side. So, Bank of America seems to be pretty darn bullish on Apple throughout the year, especially given the AR and VR and also the iPhone and a lot of new things coming out for Apple. And then we also had JP Morgan reiterating Apple as overweight today as well. JP Morgan going on to say, quote, we expect the upcoming earnings print for December's quarter to feature some of the headwinds from the slow supply chain ramp in relation to new products, which will limit the magnitude of upside. Although we expect a modest beat, nevertheless, led by better iPhone shipments. So 
It seems JP Morgan expects some earnings hits when it comes to the iPhone supply chain and what's all going on um, when it comes to actual supply products, but they are also expecting somewhat of a beat because they believe those iPhone shipments improved here in the back end of that final quarter. Now, shifting into our final call, it's Morgan Stanley naming Plug Power and Sunrun as top picks for 2022. Morgan Stanley went on to say, quote, we move our clean tech industry view from inline to attractive as we see strong growth in valuations that broadly screen attractive regardless of whether U.S. legislation passes Congress. We favor stocks with strong barriers to entry and little growth priced in. Overweight AES plug run and TPIC underweight FSLR. So Morgan Stanley making some big calls when it comes to clean energy and the clean tech industry. Interesting call out of the firm. Now, shifting into our final few headlines of the day. We had Virgin Galactic announcing plans to add $500 million in debt. Yes, that's right. You heard it right. The space tourism company is indeed or definitely intends to raise $425 million through the sale of 2027 convertible notes through a private offering and that has an option of an additional $75 million um, that is indeed expected to be granted to buyers. So $500 million in debt total. We got a statement out of Virgin Galactic on this news. The company goes on to say, quote, the company intends to use the net proceeds from the offering to fund working capital, general and administrative matters, and capital expenditures to accelerate the development of its spacecraft fleet. So Virgin Galactic shareholders, definitely not huge fans of this news adding more debt to the balance sheet. Definitely nothing uh, you want to see out of a company. Typically, not a net positive usually, um, I should say. Not always a bad thing. In some rare cases, it could be a good thing. Who knows? But either way, um, definitely not insanely great news for Virgin Galactic. And this comes after multiple delays when it comes to their spacecraft testing. We do know that a lot of those tests and a lot of the development of their spacecrafts have actually been pushed back into late this year at the earliest, according to sources. So that is something to note. We also had Gap jumping in on the NFT marketplace. Can you believe that? Another company jumping in. We continue to see more adoption of these things called NFTs, non-fungible tokens. So, Gap did indeed release a line of NFTs on Thursday. They joined multiple retailers um, in doing this, such as Adidas. They have also done this um, in basically releasing these digital collectibles to the public. Now, this collection is dubbed Gap Threads. Hmm, a very, uh, I would say, a solid name there, Gap Threads. I like it. And this will be powered by Tezos, so that's pretty cool. Tezos does uh, basically self-proclaim that they are the most energy-efficient blockchain around. Um, so maybe uh, Gap's like, hey, uh, maybe we can get these NFTs out and at the same time, you know, uh, say we're energy friendly, something interesting in there. And then we also had uh, the current price of these suckers after release. So one Gap NFT is currently going for roughly 2XTZ, which equates to about $8.41 um, worth of Tezos. So uh, very interesting Gap getting into the NFT game. And if you were interested in the art itself, the NFTs were designed by artist Brandon Scenes. So uh, some very big stuff when it comes to NFT adoption. Once again, another big time company, Gap, releasing a line of NFTs. And if you were wondering, um, some of these NFTs will come with a real-life Gap hoodie. Uh, so if you want a Gap hoodie and you want an NFT, well, I, I, I guess you go to the company called Gap. Uh, but yeah, very interesting stuff when it comes to NFTs, adoptions by major brands. 
such as Gap, Adidas, etc. Now, to round out the show, I do just want to touch very quickly on the fact that Ford topped the $100 billion market cap today. They hit a high of 2587 throughout the day at 5.7%. That's a 20-year high uh, for the automaker, and they never topped on the $100 billion market cap. This is the first time ever, uh, according to CNBC. So some big stuff when it comes to Ford. The stock being pushed up on all of this EV hype, this craze of electric vehicles, continues to push these names higher. And Ford, of course, also getting looped in on some of the value flows as well, it seems. Um, so Ford is kind of getting the best of both worlds, EVs and value. Who would have thought um, that Ford would be moving up to record highs right about now? Either way, that is the show. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing. We will be back tomorrow with the weekly recap. In the meantime, go give my fellow team members and my boys over at Pound the Table a listen anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And also, please go give me and my team a listen and a follow at Running With The Money on Instagram or Facebook, or just follow me on Twitter at Luke Donay. You sleep profit trade on, and I will see you tomorrow. <laughs>